I believe that this power greater than myself can restore me to sanity, which is really a, an interesting word mm -hmm. because the implication there is I wasn't sane before. Mm -hmm. Welcome to Coffee with a Couple Cure, where we share practical tips for your relationship before you finish your first cup. Here's Jay and Lori Pyatt. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Coffee with a Couple Cure. My name is Jay. And I'm Lori. Today, we're going to be talking on step two. We're doing the 12 steps this season. Mm -hmm. And while we're not affiliated with any particular program, um, I have gone through the, the two, well, the AA Big Book, the NA Big Book, CR Big Book, um, number of 12-step programs. And so I'm, I'm just kind of sharing what, how those programs have impacted me. Yeah. And if you don't know us, then our day job is helping couples rebuild trust from betrayal. Jay helps guys who are sexually uh, or pornographically addicted. <laughs> <laughs> I help guys who are either addicted to porn or have sex addiction of some type. Yes, and I help the wife um, with the trauma that can be created from those addictions. So, all right, that's what we do. Yeah. So step two, um, step two says we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity, and. While I I believe, and even the AA Big Book says this, that it is a um, a spiritual program for spiritual development. One place where, in my own history, I got a little. We'll go with self righteous because that's one of my things. But I got a little self righteous about how it uses the word a power greater than ourselves, and as a Christian, I, you know. It's like, well, of course, Jesus is where I should be focused on this. Mm -hmm. But for some people, and I know some of them, um, they suffered greatly at the hands of someone who said, Jesus said you should be treated this way. And therefore, trying to define a power for them sometimes is kind of tricky. Okay, go into a little bit more about Jesus said you should be treated this way. So if someone's father is a pastor and that oh, pastor right. comes in and says, you're an awful kid or he abuses his kid or whatever. And then and does it in the name of God. Okay. Yeah. He does it in the name of God. So this is, um, you know, one of those tricky areas where if, if you don't want to believe in God, I'm not going to say you have to, but you do have to find something bigger than yourself because something we kind of alluded to in the last episode, my very best thinking, all of my power got me where I am or got me where I was when Lori confronted me and found out I had been using for a number of years and lying to her face on a regular basis. I need more power than that. I, I need something bigger than me because all of my very best stuff left me there. And that power greater than ourselves can be a group of people. So if you, if you look at the NA book or the AA book, they talk about the, just the group itself that you're involved in is more powerful than you. 
So it's a place to look for wisdom. It's a place to look for guidance. It's a place to go when you're not sure what to do. Like the community? Yeah, the, okay. the community of the group. Mm -hmm. um, like the, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts kind of thinking. Right, right. Now, in step three, it does talk about, uh, you know, uh, surrendering ourselves to the care of God. And certainly I want to encourage you to go in that direction. But it's your spiritual walk. And so I'm not going to tell you any particular way you have to go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, Just as a side <clears throat> note, Jay and I do ascribe to the Jesus brand of spirituality. Yes. Um, I, I know for me, I've gotten so much out of it. It's almost like, you know, I've other people have invited me to other religions and to pray to other beings out there or uh, other names. And for me, it's like, I just can't take my eyes off of Jesus personally. So yet we're not like on my website, I say I'm a Christian, but I'm not an idiot about it. And I've never seen Jay be an idiot about Christianity either. We do know that. She's seen me be an idiot about a lot of other things, but, but not about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we do know that some churches out there are awesome. They're really awesome. We've been to a few of them. And then there are other ones that really can be um, traumatizing. Mm. So, we understand if you can't relate to the church out there. Sometimes it's hard for me to relate to it, but that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking right. about religion. Of course, we're talking about relationship. So, um, and really, if it's all about religion, that can start to become another addiction in and of itself, but it doesn't, what we've seen is that the religion does not change the core character of a person it really is the relationship so correct yeah and one of the things that's that's different about the aa big book from where it got its underpinnings so if you if you go back and do the study and i've only heard this by listening to other addicts i haven't done the research but apparently there was a group before that had six principles <laughs> instead of 12 but bill w was um self-described, self-centered addict that had a lot of words to say. And so he took the six principles and he turned them into 12. But there's some really good reasons for that. So if you look at, at what step two says, the very first part is we came to believe. That's mm. all we have to do in this step. We don't have to do anything else. We just need to believe that there is some power out there greater than me that can help me with my addiction. I don't, I don't have to do anything with it yet. So take your time, mm. you know, get, get familiar with what, it, what am I, what am I believing? I'm coming to believe something. And I believe that this power greater than myself can restore me to sanity, which is really a, an interesting word mm -hmm. because the implication there is, I wasn't sane before. Mm -hmm. I was I was insane, and if you look at my behavior when I was using, I was. Um, <clears throat> I was putting my job at risk. I was putting my marriage at risk. I was lying to Lori, which I knew was damaging. I was throwing away so much of what I had 
already battled to get. And I didn't want to stop. I didn't know how to stop. I could not stop. And that's insanity. Yeah. What's the definition of insanity that's become really popular? It's the doing the same thing over and over again, hoping for a different result. Right. It's funny you should say restore because just this morning in my devotional, I believe it was, it talked about Jesus is here to redeem and restore. And that really impacted me today. He can restore things. We've seen it in marriages. We've seen it in men's lives. Um, so he's not just a redeemer. He's a restorer. Right, right. And again, so with step two, we come to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. The challenge is accepting. You know, in, in step one, we, we realized our lives were unmanageable. In step two, we have to look at the fact that we've been insane, that our, our thinking, our way of thinking, especially around our addiction, is wildly unhealthy. And I want to make a disclaimer here. We're not saying clinically insane. Yeah. Um, I know that can be kind of a trigger word. Again, we're taking it from the 12 steps. Right. So the, the pop definition of insanity, of continuing to do the same thing over and over again, hoping for a different result. And I've had many guys come to me and, and say, you know, I thought maybe if I did this just one more time, I would finally be satisfied and I would finally be able to quit. And the fact is, it's just simply not enough because our underlying way of thinking about our addiction, our way of thinking about ourselves and our powerlessness over that addiction, we don't have the means to do that. Mm -hmm. And so seeking a power greater than ourselves, I think, is the only way to move forward. Jay brought up an interesting word, um, satisfy, and I've done a little bit of research, and physically, porn and sex outside of a loving relationship cannot satisfy. So I will put a link somewhere. I think it'll probably be down below or maybe up in the corner, but there's a biological reason why it can't. So if you're interested in that, then click on the link. So I know in the last episode, I talked about how the um, the first step looks like steps in Christianity. This one does too to me. It's acknowledging God for who he is. It's acknowledging I'm not God and you are. I can't save myself and you can. The first step is I've made a mess of my life. And the second step is like, okay, now I know who to go to to help me out. To me, that's, it's not just being driven to my knees by my own choices. It's being driven to my knees in front of a holy yet loving God who wants to help, who, who can restore us to sanity. Right. So anyway, that's how I see it relating to the steps uh, in Christianity. Yeah. And, and believing that it's possible is a really big part of this. I think there are many guys like myself who prayed, who asked God, who sought deliverance and and didn't really get there because I don't think I really believed that he could or that if he did, that it would be better than what I was doing. 
I also think part of it was you didn't really want it. Oh, yeah. Like, I think you were still like, I, I think at that point you were okay with the guilt or the shame or whatever it was you felt. But I don't know that you saw that your life had become unmanageable yet at that point. Oh, no, no. And, and I think that if I were to dig into a really big part of this, it is how self-sufficient, how we, how we become fixers, especially people who have dealt with abandonment issues of, okay, nobody's here to help me, so I'm going to figure it out on my own. And that just becomes a part of our pattern. We'll just figure it out on our own. We won't go to somebody more powerful. We won't ever put down the tools. We'll just keep using the same tool that doesn't work mm. and and hope that somehow we'll figure it out. And that might work with fixing your car. That might work with fixing your computer, but it's not going to work with fixing your life or fixing your relationship. Right. And one thing I've heard a pastor say is, the enemy loves that. The enemy loves when we are self-sufficient, mm. when we don't, um, you know, when we're not so torn up about what we've done with our lives that we're on our knees before God, not coming to the power greater than ourselves who can restore us to sanity might look like um, self-sufficiency in that I can handle this TV show, I can handle this movie, I can handle this website. But then after we stumble it can look like I can make it right with God. I can do something. I can like make restitution. I can do something to get on God's good side again. So that's another way that self-sufficiency can look. And the enemy loves it anytime because he knows we can't. He knows it's, it's not going to heal us of whatever internal thing is happening that we want to bury under a bunch of porn or bury under whatever the addiction is. Yeah. Okay. I think that wraps up um, step two for us today. Please follow us on YouTube. Click the like, click the notification bell. There's a, a few steps you have to do in order for this to, to be pushed further out. Um, look for our podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. That's Coffee with a Couple Cure. And we will see you on the next episode. Yep. Bye. Bye.